Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75 two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, getting ready to carve the turkey and up nice. I was going to say bright, but really isn't that bright yet. And early on this particular Tuesday, it is Tony Casilla. CC, what up? No, I'm doing good this morning. Happy Thanksgiving week, brother. You know, Tony, um, we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, we, we like to talk about that. Uh, we've, we've become family at this point, but I, I can honestly say we're doing this show this week before good morning America even starts. Like if, if we want to put in context, just how early it is, think, think about the sacrifice that, that you and I are making right here. I mean, we are the real heroes, honestly. No, it's, it's one of those two coffee mornings before. What is it? It's pretty early this morning. So I, I, I just think it's just like, uh, it's like a Cowboys game. Whenever it's a 12 noon game, you just kind of slowly get into it and you got to start fast, but, uh, nevertheless, um, you know, that's, uh, that's okay. Cause here's the thing about it. I'm an early guy. I get up early anyway, but there's something about just, uh, in my brain takes a little, lo- a little longer to get going, but, uh, it, it just seems to me the, the motivation just kind of crawls a little bit, but regardless of that, uh, Hey, look, I'm just I'm excited about this weekend. As you mentioned, carving uh, the turkey, going to have a chance to spend some time with families. We all do. And hopefully on on Thursday, there'll be a there'll be a little, uh, you know, I would say, get back some of the cowboy mojo as they play the Raiders. Hopefully it's a it's a it's a win. We'll get to that in just a moment. It's a very fast week around here, obviously. We're, we're two days removed from the last Cowboys game. We're two days away from the next one. That's just, you know, that's the annual tradition uh, when it comes to, um, to, to what happens. But before we do, um, you've carved a number of birds, I imagine, in your life, Tony. I just have one question about it. Have you ever gone with the electric knife? Or, or is it always just a traditional standard kind of, you know, caveman knife? You know what I'm talking about? Well, it started the caveman knife, but uh, I found that you have to have really, really a sharp knife to be able to do that. And okay. it seems to me uh, inevitably that uh, that I mine are never sharpened quite enough. So I'm an electric. I'm sorry, I'm an electric carving guy. I'm not the you know. I guess you could call me more of a new school. I guess I don't know what the Generation X does, and and uh, you know I'm a baby boomer uh, person. So. Uh, I go with electrolyte. I, I just the knife. I, I just find it a lot easier to make my my carvings and and I can get every last piece of turkey off. Yeah, the you bottom. bleed it dry. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Um, I've I've never you know really considered it. It it always looks a little bit cumbersome to me, but I'll 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 take your review as a as a seal of approval. Um, you mentioned it. Um, last Sunday was not good 
for the Dallas Cowboys, Tony. Um, I know you were at a watch party of sorts. Um, and so never a fun time when you, you know, and I, I'm sure you deal with this more than the average Cowboys fan. When you see family, everybody wants to talk to you about the Cowboys. Hey, Tony, what, what happened? What happened last week in Kansas City? What's going on? This team, Eagles won. Are the Cowboys going to choke this division away? Um, your your panic level on, on a one to 10 scale with one being you're, you're sleeping soundly like a baby and 10 being you have cut your hand because you have smashed the glass to get, you know, the emergency button push one to 10. Where are you at right now? Well, I, I just think, I think every week is different because I think the level opponent, I mean, last week against Kansas city, I think we wanted to see them go out and just really just make a statement. And I, I, I guess I, I guess we could say we found out a lot about, you know, certain facets of the team. Um, I mean, I, I think they're still a good team. I think that they got to obviously get some things going on the offensive side. I think the defense, as we watched, uh, had a, a more than adequate enough uh, performance to win that game. But I, I think when you look at we, – we looked at the Denver game. We thought, well, they kind of exposed them on some things and – and then next week we, you know, we get on that train of this team is just be a, what a rebound game. I'm like, okay, they're, they're back. And then they go to Kansas city and just were very just pedestrian on offense. So to get to your level uh, of panic, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, is right now, I think it, when you get into, you know, December and January that really start to find out a lot about your team. Um, but a scale of one to 10 with 10 being the highest as far as panic. Um, I'm going to say maybe a six, but look, it's got to change. It's, you know, that's one's good. That's one good thing about playing on Thursday is that it's a quick turnaround and you can again, get in that rebound mode. And, and, and again, it's, it's a level opponent. I think for me, that's the problem that I have with is seeing them be able to do something really, really good against a, an opponent like what we watched on Sunday, the Kansas city chiefs. So I'm fully aware that what I'm about to say is going to sound weird. All right. Like I'll just acknowledge that this, this might, you might be thinking I need that third cup of coffee. It's that kind of day. RJ is really throwing some weird stuff at me, but um, before I get there, I, I have a question. Did you ever feel like in your career, <clears throat> whoever you, you know, whatever level, um, when you played, when you played, a, when you played a non big 12 team, um, you know, you know, in college, when, when you played uh, an AFC team, did you ever feel like you didn't like you were just a little bit, you know, over your skis? Like you, you didn't you didn't really know them as well. Like, did, is that a real thing? That's my question before I, I set myself up here. I, I don't I don't think so. I think. Think that when you're good, you're good, and you study the. I don't buy into that. I just think it's a level of competition, and I think that that's either you got to rise or you don't rise. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't. Look, I think that your that's what your your preparation mode sure. is all about. Um, no, so I don't think if it doesn't matter who you play. If I play, you play a non-conference or uh, a conference game. Look, you you should be ready to play against a team like Kansas City. You know what you're going to get. You know, I think that a lot of people kind of were misleading about their defense and their defense dominated the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think offensively, yeah, they struggled, but they still have Patrick Mahomes. They still have Pachita. They still have Travis Kelsey. So, no, those things are just – they're measurable on what type of team you are. 
So I fully agree with you. I want to be clear. And I'm, I'm not going to come out here and make an excuse for the Cowboys or anything like that. Um, Cause at the end of the day, you got to study, you got to prep, you got to take the test, you know, that's on you. But I was curious about this and I wrote something about this. It'll be coming out um, probably later today on Tuesday at the site for anybody who's listening to this. But the last time, because, you know, I was thinking about it and we've got some NFC dudes. You know what I mean? Mike McCarthy's an NFC guy. Dan Quinn's an NFC guy. John Fossil's an NFC guy in terms of, you know, where they've come from and how they've kind of come to the Cowboys. And obviously Mike McCarthy, you know, sat out the 2019 season. The last time that Mike McCarthy played the AFC West, and, and the reason I, I thought this was interesting is because, you know, yes, the Cowboys lost to the Chiefs, but two of their three losses have come to that division, right? That they've come to, to teams that they don't, that the Cowboys don't see a lot. Cowboys haven't seen these teams since 2017. Well, Mike McCarthy hasn't coached against the AFC West since 2015. Dan Quinn hasn't coached against the AFC West since 2016. Now, to be fair, um, last year, the Falcons did play against the AFC West, but, but all of the games happened after they fired Dan Quinn, but maybe there was some, some preparation that happened, you know, in the off season and whatnot leading up to it, but still, um, John Fossil, if you want to include him, um, hasn't coached against the AFC West since 2018, Kellen Moore, if we're talking just about the, the most important, you know, coaches on the staff, your coordinators and your head coach, the last time the Cowboys played the AFC West, Tony Kellen Moore was a player on the team. So again, I'm, I just wanted to, to get your thoughts on this. I'm not saying, boom, I've, I've cracked the code. This is why the Cowboys were awful on Sunday. I do find that interesting, though. It's just kind of a unique, perfect storm of, uh, of lack of knowledge, I guess. There, there's tape, you know, out on these teams. So it's not, like, it's not like all these guys are like, oh, this Patrick Mahomes dude, never heard of him. He's pretty good. But I did find it interesting in a little bit of a way. I, I couldn't. I, I just to me, I, I'm not going to buy into that. I don't, I don't know what uh, what you're thinking about this morning. But, you know, look, I think you can look at Kansas City, their record against the NFC. And you know, I, if you want to blame anything, then you can just say that they weren't prepared. So who's that? Sure. On? And and look, I think when you look at their their offense, their offense was just so discombobulated because they were just getting hammered uh, and, and Dak didn't play well. Uh, defensively, obviously, their defense would uh, – to me, they play really uh, good enough. I mean, anytime you can hold a, point, a team to 19 points and still have your, a chance for your team to be in the game in the fourth right. quarter, we're talking three-possession, two-possession game. So, no, that doesn't factor in. You, should, you have to be prepared. Whoever you play, it's all about getting it. The X's and O's are one thing. But being able to execute it with your players is is another thing. It's one thing. So I, I don't that theory that you're trying to throw out there. No, I I have to shut that down. That 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 makes no sense to me. I agree. I just found it interesting. You know, it's just it's a I, statistic. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, you want to look at the analytics of it. But we're, we're just we're just RJ, trying. When, when, but but you, you can't make excuses for Dallas. I mean, there's no you know they played they played poorly. Uh, you know, offensively. Sure. I, I mean, I, I don't know how you can – now, they could have maybe tried to do some different things. And play calling, They to me, they tried to get a little they, – they, there was a couple plays that Tony Pollard did the reverse. and So they got creative. But at the line of scrimmage, they just couldn't win that. And, and it, on the road, look, you got to be locked in on the road. You're, you're going to a place like Kansas City. It's loud. You, you've been in a game like that. You understand what you're getting into. Now – Again, it's all about you as a player to make a statement. And I, 
look, AFC, I think sure. I'll go back when, when I played. And we used to love playing the AFC because back when I played, they were more like a finesse team. Mm. So we just pound them because we're a physical team. So uh, I'm sorry, brother. I, I know it, it's Thanksgiving weekend, but I, I can't give thanks to that one. It's just, you know, it's like I'm saying, it, it's like a weird, it's a, it's a weird, it's, it's like you ever like a movie or a song that nobody likes. You're like, I like this. It was, this was just like, I, I, I realized this on Monday evening and I thought that's a little interesting. You know, I'm, I'm just going to bounce. No, this I, idea I, think, I, think, I, I think it's interesting, but I just think as a, yeah, I, as, I as don't a player and, and being, being, having to do for the game plan. And, and I, I don't think anyone looks at, look, I, yeah, you don't play, you, you play your NFC opponents in the NFC East, you play those, you know, the inner division twice every year. So yes, you're going to know each other, but, Hell, you know who Kansas City is. You know what, sure. what they do. That's all about going out there and executing and playing. Agreed. And that's why, again, I wasn't coming in here like, oh, this is the this is the reason that they lost. I mean, they, no, they were not good enough. And I think, you know, it's um, it's not a comfortable thing. Like, we've reached a point. I actually don't think there are too many Dak Prescott haters. I think those people have, have waved the white flag. I think they realize they lost that argument. Uh, but so we've now reached the point that when, when Dak plays poorly, um, you know, it's, it, nobody wants to criticize him because everybody wants him to be great at this point. Um, but you know, look, Amari's not playing. Okay. That's tough. CD lamb only plays the first half. All right. That's also tough. Tyron Smith's not playing. That's obviously tough. Uh, you're starting a left guard for the first time. Tough cookies again, uh, Dak, you got to find a way, you, you know, like you can't, it, like it, it's one thing, Tony, if we were sitting here and we were saying, man, the Cowboys are missing all these dudes, you know, they lost 19 to 17, right? And that would still suck. But, you know, at least they would have gotten on the board. You just cannot. You can't get blanked. You can't get skunked when it comes to touchdowns like that's a little concerning. I mean, that that's that's a little bit concerning if we're being honest with ourselves. Yeah, when you get in the red zone again, when you, you have a chance to cash in on. And I, I think that has been that has been stated. You know, the game was on Sunday, and we're still it's still a lingering effect, and we're talking about it. But it is very prudent because I think that that's who you're measured off. You're measured off the great teams because you know that's what it's going to be if your goal is to get where this team wants to go, and that's in the postseason and ultimately NFC Championship and win a Super Bowl. So these are the type of teams you're going to have to face to get through, and. If we want to start, and I think that's such a great debate too, RJ. We we talk about the Aaron Rodgers. We talk about obviously the Tom Brady's. We talk about the Patrick Mahomes. All the great quarterbacks, and for some reason, they're able to pull the trigger at the right time. And you know, Dak had two interceptions, and one was by I think still the first the first interception clearly was was in the coverage. That's, I guess that's when C.D. Lamb got the concussion. So he didn't make some good decisions. They had five drop balls, okay? You can't drop five. You give up five sacks. I guess whoever you're out there, that's who you have to play. But you know yeah, what? It's a losing formula. Your, but when you have your quarterback out there, you're ass. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. 
That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Right? And it's an expectation for quarterback. That's the pressure that they shoulder. That's the, you know, the, the criticism they shoulder. And yeah, you'd be surprised. I, you mentioned the watch party. You'd be surprised. <laughs> a lot of people like on the fence about Dak Prescott. Oh, no. They don't still, tell me that. I know. I mean, it's still, it is. I'm like, there's a big difference between being a top three quarterback in the National Football League, as those names I mentioned than being in the top 10, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'll ask, this is a weird question, but I'm obviously in a weird mood today. Um, I'll ask it to you. If I'm waking up now. I right, apologize. Right. So, it was a slow start. No. Yeah. Well, you know what woke you up was my AFC question. You're welcome for that. That was, you know, <laughs> uh, but so hypoth- some energy now. <laughs> hypothetically, okay, you have to play a game. You can either have mm-hmm. Dak Prescott and, and 10 other guys that, that aren't your other starters on offense. Or you can have your 10 non-Dak Prescott starters and Cooper Rush. But what would you rather have as, as somebody who wants to see the Cowboys win? What, what would you feel more confident, Dak Prescott and 10 replacements or the entire starting offense and Cooper Rush? Uh, that's a great question. But Thank I you. Think I yeah, take, I'm waking I up would, too, baby. I, I, Let's go. I, I, I would take Dak Prescott all day. Me too. He's going he's gonna to give me a chance to win. He's a very yep. – He's going to make those decisions. And I he, think he's the most the, important the, piece. Like, you, you yeah, know, you, you have to take that. So, somebody that's yeah, listening so is going to tweet at us at TC Casillas at our Joe and say, I would take the the other option. Look at look at how they played the Vikings with Cooper Rush and that person. Happy Thanksgiving to you. But you're wrong. I mean, there's just no way you, you take Dak Prescott, which is why it sucks that he couldn't get it done on Sunday. Well, and then you see the game against the Vikings and Green Bay, and you're thinking, hey, the, the, you know, Minnesota is not a bad team. I mean, that's – so you look at that. and But, no, I, I think that would be just – I hate to say asinine to think about – to think of that, that you would rather pick Cooper Russ and start an offense because it's just it, – it's – you know, the, the stakes are a lot higher. The stakes are going to be a lot higher when the pressure's on you and you have to make a decision. You want to have the best guy out there that has the best reaction, the best opportunity, the best quarterback. And that's what it comes down to. You know, look, if you have – it's the same thing. Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or, or would you take Aaron uh, – you can you can flip that question on so many different scenarios. You know, if you're a Packers fan and you ask him, would you rather have an offensive lineman or we saw Justin Love play. Would you have a – the starting offensive weapons and or and have Justin Love, would you take that or Aaron Rodgers and you know Aaron no. Jones? Yeah, the same yeah. question. And and, it, and that's that's kind of my point. Maybe that's, that's not easy. To, not I mean, that's not easy to compare because Aaron is a, just an 
Well, he, I mean, he's in a, he's he's just uh, he's he's a, he's the greatest one of the greatest of all time. So we don't have to give Aaron Rodgers any compliments around here. You know, we hate to do that, but you're right. He's awesome. But anyway, well, I'm just trying to compare. No, just, no, no. It's, just, it, yeah, it's but, the same. It's the same and, question for each team has a really good quarterback. And, and that's kind of what this was. You had no Amari, no CD, you know, no Tyron. Again, a new left guard. Not ideal, right? It's not ideal. But should we give him? Should you give that Prescott uh, a hall pass? No, I, I don't think you should. Because again, like that's that's what I'm saying. If if they, right? I, I can I can use all of this this information and justify a loss, right? Had they lost again, 1917. Had they lost, I don't know, like 26, 24, whatever. Had they lost in that fashion, I would have sat here and I would have said, well, this sucks, but you know, hey, they. They were down. Their wings were clipped, right? Like they were missing, you know, their top two out. Like we could, again, we would have that conversation around and around and around and around. But you, you again, I am understanding of, of the circumstances, but you just can't. You can't, you can't not score a touchdown. You can't be that lifeless offensively. And some of that is what Kansas City did on defense. I mean, Steve Spagnolo um, has had a lot of success against the Cowboys specifically. You know, we don't have to, to pick at those old wounds, but. I mean, you know, the, the time is, is now to bounce back. I mean, do you, you know, that that's, that's what this is like. The, the, the well, they better get ready because, because the Raiders are going to do the same thing now because they have that same offensive line and granted, you know, Chris Jones was, was an, is an amazing inside interior guy, but look, I tell you what, and maybe it was just one of those, that one time where everything that you dial up, like from run blitzes to blitzes and everything else. And, it was just a, a heartbeat, you know, it was a step ahead. And and if I'm the Raiders, I'm any other team, I'm going to do exactly the same thing until they stop. Do you think, do, do you buy, I guess is the better question. Um, and this is unfortunate. Like nobody wants to see this, but do, do you buy that the Raiders have kind of quit? They've been through a lot. I mean, we, we don't have to rehash what the Raiders have been through this year. But I mean, if, if you watch their game against Cincinnati, uh, if anybody listening had a chance to go back and rewatch it, they obviously played at the same time as the Cowboys. They do kind of look, Tony, like they've mailed it in a little bit. And I don't think anybody blames them for that. You know what I mean? Like they've, they've dealt with an enormous amount of things, you know, and, and there's a lot to that. I mean, we don't have the time to get into that. But I mean, you know, it, it does kind of seem like they've quit a little bit and it's it's hard. I mean, it is really hard to lose and then turn it around quickly and let alone to turn it around quickly and play on the road. Right. I mean, so that the Raiders mm-hmm. have lost two in a row. Everything sucks. Everything's awful. They've, they've lost not just two in a row, but they've lost to a division rival. They've seen Kansas city reclaim the, the top position in the AFC West. They've now lost to the Bengals. So they they've lost the tiebreaker to them in the wild card race in the AFC side of things. And now it's just kind of like, okay, I guess let's get on the plane. we got to go spend Thanksgiving away from our families. You know, like I, I mean, again, like I don't, I don't ever want to win that way, but I, I don't see a lot of fight in this Raiders team personally. I, I've been on a, a just a, a well, I've been on unfortunately in my career, I've been on a couple of teams, uh, most notably Atlanta when the coach is fired in a regular sure. season, uh, and and but the, what has happened to them is very traumatic. And look, to be five and five, that's what the record is now. Um, I don't think that they're going to quit. They'll play hard. Sure. But you know what? Here's what you do in a situation like you give them a reason to quit. And so you kind of you're the you're the one that uh, is kind of you're the trendsetter. You set the trend for the game and like, okay, it's not going to be any different. It's been a bad season for you. 
uh, then we're we're going to dictate what the outcome of this game is. So that's on that's on Dallas. But yeah, I think it's very at this point to be where they're at to go what through they've gone through this year with the coach and you know a player and all the you know, the incidents off the field. Uh, I could definitely see that, and and I think at this point just to be where they're at. Um, they're still they're they're going to show up and fight, but again, it's all on what you did decide on what you want to do, what the outcome is going to be, and it's it's hard to, hard to overcome to be in that type of toxic. I mean, it is. It, it, I would say the way the circumstances have happened to them, it's become very toxic. So it's very right. easy to like, okay, let's just get ready for next year and let's right. like we're, let's just lay down. But I think that they have. Uh, at this point, I think they, they, they've done pretty well considering the circumstances. Um, so you said you're a six out of 10, right? On the panic scale, to be clear. Um, a loss. I mean, I, they, they may be. Well, now the coffee's yeah, cooking I, in. So now. now... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I was going to. I'm at a four, just to be clear. Just So yeah, we're on I, the same page. I'm, I'm at a four. Well, well, I started because here's what we do. I do on the seven five zero. I'm kind of, I'm kind of up and down. So we're up a little early this morning. So it takes me just like yeah, I'm the old man wakes up a little. Yeah, rev, you got to rev the, rev the engine up. And buddy. here you are. You're ready to go. You probably got you got a tea time probably in about an hour or so. And yeah, yeah, right. I, I got a tea time. I wish I had a tea time. <laughs> you got a lot of work to do. But the point is, is that, is that it, it 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 I look at. I guess I started looking and I started listening too much. Because when I look at Minnesota, I looked at well, I looked at uh, the teams that they've lost to, uh, because I was so high on them against Atlanta, and I, I just realized, found out how bad how bad Atlanta is. So I look at Denver; that's a bad loss. They beat it. They beat Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that's one of the greatest comebacks as far as uh, pride that I've seen on this team right. have in some time. Then they go to then they go on the road and they get beat by Kansas City. Uh, and just couldn't do anything. So then I'm thinking, okay, well, look at the competition. You know, they're they're one and two at the last three games. Sure. Okay. So then I'm like, okay, well, and and what's what is this? What are we going to look at that in the future? So I think that maybe that six is probably a little too high, but I'm probably about a five and a half, just based on the competition, if you will. That makes sense. And for what it's worth, I mean, it is such a week to week league. Uh, which is, I'm not the first Isn't person it though, to say man. It, oh, it's, does it it's, seem like this year is, is, is even crazier than it's been in some time? Or is that just, I'm, are we I'm, just kind of, we, we, we just being like everyone else. No, we're not. And I, I'm going to get this <laughs> wrong. So I want, I want everyone to not take this seriously, but I'm the, the stat I'm about to say is I'm going off the top of my head, uh, but it's, it's close to being accurate. Um, I think it was last week, Tony, I saw, um, that entering week 11, which was last week, obviously, there mm-hmm. every team had at least two losses, right? Like the, the, the fewest amount of losses that any team had was two. Um, and it was the first time in like, I don't, I don't remember what, that's what I'm saying I was going to get around, but it was the first time in a very long time mm-hmm. that at this late in the season, everybody had at least two losses. Normally, there's still a team with, with one loss or with no losses is the point. And that's, that's just not been the case. There's, there's just been constant parity this year. And that's why, that's why it is hard to panic, right? Because if you're a Cowboys fan, you, you, know, you, you go in a circle, right? You say, well, we got embarrassed by Denver. And then you say, yeah, but look, Buffalo got embarrassed by Jackson. Yeah, look Buffalo. around the, look around yeah. the NFL. <laughs> you know, and, and you can yeah. find for every would-be contender, 
you can find a loss that that makes them not a contender. Every single one. And it's like right now that what's what's vogue this week, Tampa. Tampa's now back. Tampa overtook Dallas as the three seed. Uh, if the playoffs started today, obviously they don't. Uh, the Packers, you know, I, I would say the Packers and I hate to, to do this, but they probably have the most explainable losses. Um, they lost in week one and it's week one. So you're willing to kind of throw that out. And then they lost without Aaron Rodgers. That's obviously difficult. And then they lost to a division rival on the road in a game they almost won. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if I have to, you know, if I have to crown one, it might be the Packers. And it really upsets me to do that. But, you know, that, don't ever say I'm not, a, you know, an impartial person. Um, <laughs> so, um, OK, before we get to I have just a few Thanksgiving questions to wrap this up before we do a, a Cowboys win takes. I'll give I'll we'll say you're at a five. A Cowboys win drops you from five to what on the panic scale? Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on. Yeah, it depends on how they how, win. Like how, you know, how they win, right? Sure. And it's it's a short week, and I think I, I've always, as a player, always like the short weeks, just to kind of get it out of the way and kind of move on. And this, this um, game, to be clear, is about, and I know you'll agree. Just survive. Just get the win. Nobody doesn't need to be sexy. Doesn't need. You don't got to go mon- monkey butt. You know, forty three to three. Just win. That's all you got to do this week. Well, at this point, yeah, I think in November when you start to, to start looking you know, through the crosshairs of what you have in front of you and what your, your your target is, then yeah, I think it's just important to get a win and and hopefully not you come out unscathed, not any injuries and 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 whatnot, but. Uh, I think that it's at this point of the season, it's all about kind of looking around and looking at yourself and what you have. And, and look, I think that we, we've seen a lot of different things happen and we, we kind of notice a lot of different things, but, you know, I think that, you know, for me, I, that's, you know, people got to understand that, that the NFL, it's hard to sustain. And sure. I hate to say this, but I use this, all, it's, a, it's just a cliche and, but it's not how you start. It's how you finish. It really is. And so, you know, the, you know, the trajectory needs to be more where it's consistent. You get back, and I think it's a short turnaround. Um, but, I, I, you know, to me, I think it's all about getting wins right now and just kind of keeping stay, – stay in front of it and kind of rectifying some of the things that happened uh, on Sunday and just kind of know where you're at. And, look, if they get the same performance or their defense, the way they've been playing – then this team is going to have a lot of chances to win. And then if then we're going to start instead of making excuses for the defense, I don't, it's going to be hard to make excuses for the offense, consider all these explosive and all the weaponry and all the players they have on that side of the ball. Right. And I would say this, and I've seen people say it about the chiefs right now. um, And and this is true for the Cowboys. I would rather their, their defense be what's figured out as we get ready for December and, and the offense be what needs to, needs to catch up because we we know that the offense is capable of that you know what i'm saying like the defense has always been the question mark okay so we we admit that it would depend on how they won whether it's a blowout whether they you know whether they squeak one out last second game winning field goal type thing um i don't think it's ridiculous to say if they lose however that loss happens even if there's a crazy call that that is is you know bs or whatever if they lose the panic goes to like an eight out of ten right <laughs> oh yeah okay. yeah it's that's the way life is with, <laughs> sure. with the uh, Dallas Cowboys <laughs> um okay uh as we wrap up it is Thanksgiving got it just a couple quick Thanksgiving ones for you Tony um do you text Leon Lett every year no 
this no. does somebody is has for, I think I think I think about it because it's just brought to our attention right because that's always but no is, I, 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 I is, has there ever been a Thanksgiving since then that I guess you've already said this but where you don't think about it where you don't laugh to your even whether it's you know, because again, you have conversations with family and friends, you know, you can maybe you have a nightcap, you're telling stories, whatever, or maybe it's just a you're thinking to yourself about it. I mean, it's got to be one of the craziest Thanksgiving memories in your life, I would imagine. Well, that that game in itself and just the, the chain of events <laughs> that happened as far as the weather and just craziness. And then I, I really and I look back on it now. I think the the the, the, the reason why there was this hex is because O.J. Simpson was there on the sideline and I hate to even say it with the the late great Nicole Brown and I'm thinking that was that was kind of a vivid moment when I think about that I hate to put that out there but it was just and it, for, it was for, just, our, for our younger fans he worked in the game for for the television broadcast exactly. is, is why he yeah. was there just just so that we got yeah. some some high school kids college oh, kids yeah, that, yeah. that haven't weren't been even, around as long our, our audience wasn't even wasn't in live when that right. happened but we, unfortunately they know who O.J. Simpson is, uh, and for the wrong reason, but he was a, a, a broadcaster back in the right. day. This was before all the craziness. But anyway, um, you know, it's just a weird game, man. Like I said, I, I remember driving from the hotel. Uh, it was only – it was probably from where the team hotel was. We stayed uh, off 114 to go to 183 to Texas State, Texas Stadium. It was probably about a 10-minute drive. And all I remember, by the time we left the, the hotel, it started sleeting. And there was this ice storm. And I remember by the time I got there, I couldn't even hardly get in because there's so much ice on it. And then we go out and play. But, you know, Leon, look, I just – we'll always talk about that. That was such a great uh, – yeah, I don't know. It's one of those blooper moments. But you know, I always say it's it's better to be uh, – what do they say? It's better to be uh, remembered than forgotten. And he will never be forgotten because <laughs> they'll show that every Thanksgiving game, right? So, um, no, I, I don't – I kind of I kind of gave him a hall pass off that because he he got it he you know Leon was just uh, he, he ended up making a lot greater plays than he did that I think he you know he he made up for that until we played Super Bowl twenty seven uh, one of my all time favorite memories or moments in the documentary uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the documentaries on y'all's teams I don't know if that would be cool or weird for you given that you lived it but. Um, the there's a series called America's Game that profiles every Super Bowl champion, and the one that right. covers your '93 team, uh, mm-hmm. Bill Bill Bates is, is part of the the narrators on, on in the mm-hmm. in the show, um, and they get to that part of, of the of the season, and you know he's, everyone's kind of laughing, telling the story, etc. Uh, and Bill Bates says that the funniest thing that he remembers about it uh, was that like the week after you guys got some fan mail. And some little girl wrote to Leon Lett and said, hey, Leon, don't feel too bad. You know, last year, some idiot in the Super Bowl held the ball out at the goal line (laughs) (laughs) before, uh, you know, and didn't get to score a touchdown. Um, So those things. But I got to show you something. You mentioned the Super Bowl. I found this cushion. Whoa. I know our listeners, our audience can't can't see this because we're not doing a YouTube version of it. Uh, I don't think we are. But I found this as an old cushion. That's what so, they give you. T- they, Tony, Tony's holding a okay, seat so cushion me, that you use on like seat. bleachers. Yeah, let me let me give you our uh, audience a description of this. It's a Super Bowl twenty seven. Uh, it's got roses on the cushion, and, and they give you each. You know, everyone in the uh, the fans give you one of these so you can sit on uh, at the old the, at the Rose Bowl. And it's it's uh, I found it. 
I think someone gave me this. I, I, I don't know. I think it, it, it was for sale at a garage sale for a dollar, and, and they gave it to me. Um, but you mentioned that, and you mentioned the, the young lady that, that said that some some guy uh, fumbled the ball in the Super Bowls. I think that's what you were, you were talking about. But anyway, that's kind of cool to have that uh, just laying around and so happen it's, it's an artifact now. Right on. Um, that is very cool. Well, um, hopefully there's uh... – I got to ask so, – so let's ask a couple of Thanksgiving questions. I got a question for you. Okay. Uh, I saw this last night, and I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know if you saw Jimmy Kimmel last night, but they were – they had people in there asking him his questions about Thanksgiving, but they they want to be uh, remain anonymous, so they put mask on them. They had like a unicorn and all that, so they were asking questions. So one of the questions was, is there any relative that you're dreading – do you dread seeing, and maybe you can't say that, this Thanksgiving, this coming uh, to the uh, – <laughs> um, well, you can't say that. This is say nah, yes or no. or That's a good question, though. I think it's a good question. Honestly, the answer is no for me. Um, but, good, good. but, like, Thanksgiving for me is a really – because, you know, the Cowboys play every year. So, like, Thanksgiving's a unique holiday in, in my family. And don't you invite, to me, it seems like you invite people that you want to be around – because you want to give thanks, right? Yeah. You don't, want, you don't want someone around that you don't you don't get along with. Or you got some bad history or bad vibe, right? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so the answer for me is no, but I'm sure the answer is yes for a lot of people. Um, my my only well, kind you of could like... have you could have like a mother or their father-in-law or something like that. I could see that, and maybe that's a family. Yeah, or like a like a brother, yeah, like I, a brother-in-law, yeah. sister-in-law situation. I could see that. Yeah. Um, my Thanksgiving question for you, Tony, what, what's your ideal Thanksgiving plate? You, you're sitting down to eat Thanksgiving dinner. What do you this, want on that plate? I was thinking about this. I knew you were going to ask me this and I heard this question somewhere else. I, I'm going to go with the Thanksgiving bowl. Oh, so you want, you because actually want a bowl, like a physical bowl, not a plate. Okay. Well, my plate bowl, I guess, because okay. it's a version. So it's, look, here's what I do. I get the mashed potatoes. I get the sweet potatoes. I get the stuffing. I get the turkey. What else? Uh, green beans with the you know ba- bacon, bacon, maybe a, a Brussels sprout casserole, and I just kind of mix it up. And because I got so much food on my plate, right? Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not like one of these people that go, "I'll just put some turkey, uh, uh, turkey, and then I'll start with a mashed potato." I got to pile everything on. So what happens? Inevitably, it just mixes up, and so I just kind of mix everything up, and I so, end up so like you need the bowl like to kind of scoop it. Nice. Well, yeah, but it's yeah, but you know what? You go in and get these bowls, like, mm-hmm. you, and you can get like a when you you get like a rice bowl or something. You put all sure. these different ingredients in it. So, or or chipotle when you get the you know the bowl or whatever. I, that's kind of what I do. But uh, my favorite <clears throat> expand on. I think my favorite. God, people are gonna think I'm weird. I, I hate cranberry sauce. You don't? Do you like cranberry sauce? I don't. I hate it. I hate it too, man. So my favorite, I would say my favorite thing is, is sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top of it. It tastes like a dessert. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, man. I'm just not, saying. It's not, not for me. Good, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that you like it. I actually think your bowl thing is, is probably something that, that more people should get on board with. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a smart right. way to approach the overall meal. Uh, especially if you, because you got a lot of things like potatoes, whether sweet or or mashed or whatever, that you know everything gets like kind of together. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it binds it all. So a bowl makes sense. Um, 
I, you know, for me, I'm all about the rolls. Bring on the rolls. I'll eat like 12 rolls yeah. on Thursday. Oh, so yeah. um, that's what I want. But uh, we all want a Cowboys win. We all want to say thank you to everyone who listens to us and makes us part of your Cowboys fan experience. Uh, it's a crazy week, Tony, and another crazy week next week with the Cowboys playing on Thursday Night Football. Uh, so we'll be back, obviously, to, to kind of tie a bow on this week and then get ready for the Saints next Thursday night. Uh, until then, enjoy the seat cushion. Uh, I know you're going to use it at the Thanksgiving table uh, on Thursday. That's a, good, that's a good idea. Hey, you know, it's you, you need support. You know what I'm saying? Um, Man, but, that's, a, that's, that's an old cushion right there. That's oh, pretty, dude, that's, yeah. that Even the color I'm gonna of it. it out. I'm going to send you a picture of it and tweet it out and be part of our, you know, how we we, uh, we tweet out our broadcast. And this, Do it. You know, something, this is a, the Thanksgiving seat cushion. That's, um, you know. That's a, an artifact from the, uh, you know, the vault. That's, but that's older than you. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, just I've got that cushion beat just barely. Uh, but um, OK, everybody, thank you so much uh, for being with us and for listening to this episode. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. This was the 750.